Hey, gang. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> How you doing, sir? Good. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. It'll be a uh, it'll be a Sean fest because well, you're Sean and I'm Sean. <laughs> good times. <laughs> I will, awesome, I will mute myself now so I don't show up on the screen. No problem, sir. <laughs> All right, Sean. So uh, how you doing on this? Uh, what, what's what's today? Thursday. Yeah, uh, I didn't really know what day it was until you told me. <laughs> it's kind of, <laughs> kind of the it's kind of the way uh, the way the year has been. Well, the year in a, in a bit now, almost two years. Yeah. Actually, I've been home now um, since November of nine uh, twenty eighteen. So it's been a long time since we've actually. Mm-hmm been out touring yeah so uh i we were talking earlier and i was doing some research you're you're another artist that's in uh nashville tennessee area yeah I've, i moved here probably about seven years ago originally we we came down here quite often to to do recordings um at blackbird studio and every time we were here we kind of stayed in um either hotels or we stayed in like those those sort of business you know apartment type places um, and I always thought that, the, that everyone here was really friendly. So when we, when it came time to, you know, there was a, a couple breakups and things and um, I met my wife uh, and I moved from New Hampshire down to Nashville. It wasn't really to, anything to do with the music at all. It was just because it was kind of central because she came from Tulsa and I came from, from New Hampshire. So it kind of made sense. And ever since then, I, uh, it's grown so fast. It doesn't. It doesn't really feel the same as it used to to me. You know what I mean? It's come. It's like it's like there's apartment buildings going up faster than you can think, and um, they're just just all the development is killing all the green belt out here. So it's kind of a bummer. Yeah. I, I said earlier, I'm like, man, wish I would have bought real estate in Nashville area. <laughs> everybody is there. Everybody is there. So, yeah. all right. So, uh, Divas Pacum Parabellum. Did I nail it? Did I get it right? Did I get it wrong? It's close. Yeah. See, we Pacum Parabellum. But it's okay. The, yeah, it's close enough. <laughs> so, uh, where did that title come from? We'll we'll start with that. Um, around about uh, February of twenty nine was it twenty nine twenty twenty. We were we were we were finishing up the mixing and the mastering of the album, and I, I still didn't have a title for it. But I, I had a you know, so I had to sort of came down to the wire to come up with an idea. And um, basically, I was stumped for any ideas that made any sense to me so i I really didn't know what i wanted to do with this one and usually that's that's quite rare because usually um the title will come very very early on in the writing process it kind of it sort of manifests itself and i i I always have that sort of in the back of my mind at this time i didn't really have anything like that so i was just doing some internet research i was trying to find cool sayings or or just something that that would that would be inspire me um, or maybe even quotes. I forget what it was, where it started. But anyway, as the internet works, I ended up on, on a Latin phrase website for some reason and basically started, and this was, you know, it was about 50 or 60 of, of these phrases down. So I was just kind of scrolling. And I, I think at that point, my brain had completely shut off. So I was just like, well, that, wait, wait. And I saw Parabellum. I was like, wait, 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 what's that about? So I went back and read it and I read what, what it meant. And, and you know, uh, I like that it, you can take so many different meanings from one phrase, depending on which which way you look at it. So it, it seemed to me to be a fitting title to the album because that's kind of how I've, I've been feeling for a long time. Uh, I've, been, I've been really sort of de- dejected and, and kind of um, a very anti-social media guy. I really don't enjoy, I don't have any of my own personal social media because I, I just couldn't do it. Um, because I found when I did have it, I got myself in trouble a lot. And in, and in the, current, <laughs> the current world we live in, man, I, I would have been canceled about 75 times already. Um, <laughs> Just because I, I, you know, I'm, 
uh, I'm, I'm sort of outspoken, I guess. But anyway, so I, I just realized long, a long time ago that it was really not my my bag. And I didn't really like the, that accessibility level of, of any stranger to be able to reach out and touch you. You know what I mean? And I think that that's it's a nice thing for some people. I personally don't like it at all just because um, it's not only going to be positive interactions. And, you know, and it's in fact, it seems more and more negative interactions these days. So anyway, so that, that was kind of a, a long story to say that, that I, I, I've always felt that if, if we could go back in time and, and erase social media, it would be better for the planet in general. Because uh, it's creating, you know, depressed, addicted teenagers. Uh, any, I guess anybody who's on it all the time is, is depressed and addicted. Um, so I think it's, I think it's, a, it's, a, it's a plague that we that should never have happened. But um, with that sort of mindset, that's that's how, that's how this title spoke to me. And and then you know, of course, right after that, right after we came up with the title and the, and the artwork was being finalized, then we had the the global shutdown, which was just bizarre as was we live in this clown world that we live in these days but it's it's kind of like it 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 was almost uh forewarning foreshadowing it was weird that it's weird that how a title that i had come up with that was for something completely different for a different purpose and a different mm -hmm. from a different perspective completely was was then somehow even more poignant in a way because of how the world just was completely shut down so it was it was a it was a weird time in in our lives but it, it all sort of came together quite quite strangely um but that's how that yeah that's that's how i there's no there's no deeper story there's no like oh yeah i woke up in the, middle, in the middle of the night and this <laughs> lightning bolt struck me it was just it was just really just me sitting on the on the internet scrolling through hundreds and hundreds of pages of of words nice nice so uh you produced this record you produced the one before that uh poison the parish do you like doing the producing work you're already writing you're playing you're singing uh, you know, just, do you like having total control? It's cool because, um, well, we've had a, we've had a dynamic shift in the band as well. We added Corey Lowry. So there's a fourth guy now. And the last album I did, uh, the production, it was just the three of us. So I did all the guitars, all the vocals, you know, and all the doubles and all the solos and everything. So basically it was a, a whole, you know, it was a, it was a two, two person workload plus the producer, you know, and, and so it, it was, it was interesting having to do all of the the heavy lifting last time, and then this time it was it was, it was a much easier process because, you know, Matt Hyde was the engineer on the first one. He was on this one as well, and Corey was an assistant engineer. So we had, I knew Matt very well. Matt and Corey got on really well, and um, it was it was a really family friendly process because we were kind of we were in the studio here called Dark Horse, and it's it's sort of like this house out in the middle of nowhere, and. Um, yeah, I'd go in every day at like nine or 10 and work until about four, maybe five. And then I'd leave and I'd come home and I'd hang out with my kid until, until bedtime. So it was, it was, and then when I wasn't working, then Corey could play guitar. So it, it was kind of nice to have the, the workload um, spread a little bit more evenly. Um, but I, I do, I think I learned so much from other producers that I, I also realized what I didn't like about what they did, you know? And then that was the biggest thing for me was, okay, you guys do this. This is how you approach it. I don't like that, but I, I, I like these, these elements from each producer. Some producers had more likable elements than others and others, all of the things were great. Cause even if there's something you don't like, it's, it's a learning curve and you learn something from it. And I guess you can say, okay, well, next time I don't want to approach this music that way. Um, and I find that when I'm doing it myself, um, it's easier for me to, recreate or find the sounds that I'm hearing in my head rather than have a producer go, well, hey, hold up, hold up. I've got these <laughs> guitars over here that I always use on every album. And I've got these amps are really, really badly want you to use on your album. 
um, and then you sort of end up morphing. There's a lot of producers that sort of in the early 2000s, even now, if they're still active, they still do that sort of thing where they go, even though bands are different that come to them, the bands will sound very similar sonically because they're using exactly the same guitars and amps on everything. And that's kind of, you know, that's always been a gripe for me. Um, Oftentimes we were allowed to go in and use our own, you know, allowed to use your own gear when you record an album. That's such a weird way to say it, but that's kind of how it felt. <laughs> it kind of felt like you needed permission from the producer, right? Because mm-hmm. you know, when you first when you first go in there, this is the this is the man that counts. This is the man that makes the big bucks. Um, this is the man that's going to make or break the album. And then you realize that you know, after a while, a lot of producers are just not 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 very hands on. First of all, so they take a big check, a big payday, a big royalty, and you might never see them. You know, for the first guy we worked with, he would come into the studio one time a week. We would we would be working the whole week. Wow. Working on a Friday afternoon and sort of go, nah, start that again. Because obviously he wanted, to, he wanted us to spend more money in his studio. So therefore he just kept delaying. So the first album took about three months to make. Second album took a little bit less and a little bit less. And now we've got albums down to doing, you know, 21 tracks or whatever it is in about 14, 15, 16 days. So it can be more cost effective and time efficient. But um yeah, I just I just felt that I'd, I'd learned so much and I'd learned so many things about what I didn't like about a producer coming in and putting his 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 fingerprint all over the music. So um, I've just eliminated that 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 possibility now. And now anything that I don't like is my fault. So I can just get <laughs> sorry, I, got, I got no one else to blame. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, bruised and bloodied uh, already top 10. And of course, we had dangerous in the record last year. Hit number one on the uh, the rock charts. Congratulations on that! Thanks, man. Uh, Thank the you. video you were you were behind the uh, the creepy, dangerous video. <laughs> well, it it was as the result of you know what was that? So we were we were basically going to release the album in August. I think it was probably somewhere April or May. I was I was pretty far down into a into a bottle of Tito's, um, <laughs> and and I just you know it's something I was just sort of I was just I don't know I think I think we we were having sort of a lull here in the house. I think there might've been a, an argument or something. So I was kind of in a bad mood. And um, basically I just sat on my bed and I was just, you know, uncle Tito's was helping me get through the, 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 the tough times. And then I, I, I just started writing this, this idea out. And it was, it, 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 it almost came together exactly as I imagined it, but it's, it's, again, it's, it's difficult when you're working with somebody who's in a different country. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I relayed my sort of treatment to him, but he came back almost, I mean, almost dead on. Um, and I just thought, you know, I just wanted to do something funny and something different and something gory and, and, and unexpected because, you know, I watch adults swim all the time. And, and there's mm-hmm. often, often there's these, the, the really good, the really good stuff comes on after midnight. You know, when you, when you can't go to sleep and you're lying in bed and you, and you just want to bore your brain to death. But there's some really good, and the animation styles like Super Jail, um, which was really crazy and psychedelic. Um, and that's kind of one of the ones that inspired me to, to that's why the colors are so, so funky in the thing as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just kind of an homage to that. That's kind of, it's just, it was just a, something to be fun. I, I did get a couple of comments where it was like, okay, okay, removing the grandmother's face was a bit much, but <laughs> I was like, well, you know, it's, it's, it's fun. It's, it's a cartoon, it's, I mean, we didn't want to do it with uh, obviously with real people or whatever, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, it, it was, it was, it was an interesting, interesting concept that I thought, I thought was interesting. And it was, it was kind of a cool way to do it because it was not, we weren't involved per se as, as, as the band physically, but it was kind of this brainchild that I had that, that this guy, I believe he lives in Israel. Um, Mertkan, I, I, he, 
then gets this, you know, it goes through all the channels. So it's like broken telephone. It's like, here's my idea, send it to management, management sends it to the label, label sends it to his agent, and then it gets to him. And now it's halfway across the world. And then somehow, you know, a week later, we get a video that, that looks killer. And, and the guy worked fast, which is why he did the big video too, which is kind of a kind of a prequel to the dangerous video, which I don't, I don't think, I don't know if people have, have caught on, but it was kind of like a, uh, you know, the, the, the subject matter of the song is obviously pretty dark. So the videos are actually pretty dark too, but um, it was the, it was the concept there of of this little Red Riding Hood type character getting revenge on this uh, you know scumbag dude that had done some bad things to her in the past. So yeah, I, those are the you know those are cool little animated things to work on. I, I think they fall pretty well in with the other stuff that we've done over the years. But it's also it's 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 kind of that okay oh that's that's when that's the lockdown oh those are the lockdown videos it's it's pretty clear that you know what i mean that that, that we suddenly went from these live action things to to these these um, uh animated ones which is why the bruised and bloodied video i was adamant that i wanted the band in it you know what i mean even though it's been a rough year and, and we've all kind of put ourselves to the ringer a bit and you know it, i don't think many people are coming out the other end of it looking better than they did going in but it's like it kind of you know it's it's, it's kind of just that um the, that moment that we needed to have as a band to to be in the room together playing without playing but at least the feeling of playing a show was there which is the which was the good part so i and i kind of wanted to make a statement too so you know look even though we're not supposed to be able to do anything right now with anybody that you care about um we we you know the, there are there are things that are more important like actual physical interaction with your friends actually actually being in their presence you know actually actually hearing them speak face to face rather than over a screen or, or over a phone and so you know it was it was I, I felt like look we shot the video in November that was 10 months after we were told we couldn't do anything right so I was like well mm -hmm. you know at some point <clears throat> for me personally I cannot do that anymore man it's like it's become ridiculous at this point i i, I swear to god we live in so i, I still think i'm gonna wake up and be this has been the most vivid dream of my life that I, if, you, <laughs> if, you, if you had told me you know january 2020 that i wouldn't be able to tour or play music for the next year and a half maybe next two years for, i would have i would have said you were insane uh and i think <laughs> that's what this is but um yeah, so then that was, anyway, that long story. I haven't done interviews in a while, so I'm a little rambly today. But um, <laughs> it, the, that's why the, the, the Broods and Bloody video was us playing. Because, again, I, I wanted to sort of put it out as, a, as like a, not a defiant kind of thing, but like a, as a hopeful thing. You know, that, that, that mm -hmm. there's some sort of return to what we used to know. And I hate these, these terms of the new normal and the old normal, but what we used to know as, as life in general, as there's some of that that's still going on. And that's, that's really part of what the video is about, was it was to try and sort of show that you know, we were in a room together and you know what? None of us got sick or, or even got a sniffle. <laughs> we survived yeah. being around other people, you know? So now you guys, uh, you guys back for the release of the record, you did a virtual show, correct? We did, we did a stream right around the album release date. Um, which was cool. It was, I mean, you know, we went, we went big on production and we kind of really wanted to, to do something. Cause it, it, back then, uh, you know, I tried some of the acoustic live streaming stuff was just me. And then I answer some questions and there's no feedback. And I, I feel like mm -hmm. a, like a total dork because <laughs> I, I don't like to read comments because one could throw off the whole thing. So I just, I don't look at them. So it's just basically all it is, is me sitting here talking to something 
and then and playing another song and then and then trying to get through these things. And I, dude, I was getting such bad anxiety from it because it felt even more isolating than 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 not. If that makes any sense, I felt even more removed from the world in general because it, the, now it's not now it's just me talking to a camera and I felt like a crazy person. And I remember the second second one I did. Um, it took like an hour maybe two hours to come down from the adrenaline rush because I was so anxious about it. It gave me such, I mean, I panicked, this panicked feeling because A, here I am thinking, oh, I'm going to play some songs that I've played 10,000 times and I completely forget them. So now I'm going, oh, so I'm playing and then I have to pull up the lyrics. So then I prepared for the second time. I had the lyrics pulled up and I kind of ran through the songs a bit because I felt like an idiot. Um, and then as luck would have it, because you know, now I'm, so, I'm stressing myself out to the point where I can't even see straight. I'm, I've got the lyrics pulled up, I think, and I start playing and I look over and it's the wrong song. So now I'm trying to sing, <laughs> I'm trying to sing. God damn, dude. So I was just putting myself in a complete spin. Um, but yeah, we did that live one as a band and that was cool too. It was, that was, you know, that one, I think, because it was in August, it was, so it was, March, it was April, May, June, July, August. I was only, only six months in, six months in. Um, and yeah, it was just bizarre because we had a, we had a skeleton crew all wearing masks. Everybody kind of staying away from us. Um, really bizarre. You finish a song and there's, there's there's just no feedback. You know what I mean? It's like okay, cool. Because yeah, the, the crew guys have heard, have seen have heard the rehearsals for the past three four days. They're not going to clap for you. So you finish like cool, cool, hi, sweet, all right. Um, next song, I guess. And it, it, it's it's again that it, it creates even more of a sense of isolation for me. It it, it really. Um, and you know, I've, I've talked about this example a couple of times and we actually just watched Clint Lowry's one the other night as well. And I got the same, same sensation. I love that they're doing this stuff. I love that seven us are doing it. You know, I know I hear, I see they're doing another couple of full album playthroughs, which is a great idea. Um, and I, we should probably do something soon too, but, um, you know, we had it on in our, in our, in our living room, the sound is cranked. Um, the band sounds good, looks good. Everything's killer, right? And they're playing Animosity. It's one of my favorite albums of all time. And oh. I just felt sad the whole time. I'm, I, I'm, I'm trying to be super happy about it. I'm trying to really, I'm feeling the music, man, you know, drinking my, my, my wine or whatever it was at the time. But that, that, that interaction was missing. So it, it, it was like this bittersweet moment of, oh my God, this is so cool to hear this and see this. But man, I miss being on the side of the stage or being in front of them or, you know, that mm -hmm. kind of interaction. So I, whilst it's a good, it's a good stopgap to that, it just, it, it just is so, so clear that that part is so important to a performance, obviously, because you, you're in person, it's the experience. And, and once you take that away, you take, there's a, there's a, there's a little sliver of that happiness that, that you, can, you can't just find watching mm -hmm. even if it's one of your favorite bands on the planet playing your favorite songs on the planet um yeah just, there's just that there's that there's that sort of melancholy that just follows you around for, for a while yeah i saw that i watched the Corey taylor one he was in the forum so he's in a big arena mm -hmm. and like he gets done playing and there was like two people clapping <laughs> <laughs> and it was just yeah, it was just one. very it was very very odd so well hopefully we get back uh we get back to going to concerts real soon when it's uh safe and it can be can be done. We look forward to seeing you guys. I just want to give a quick shout out to you guys. We're turning 10 years old uh, this year at WMGM here in Atlantic City. And you guys did our first birthday bash at the House of Blues in <laughs> August of, or I think it was September of 2012. So we thank you for your That's support. Awesome. We continue to support the band as well. well and uh, yeah, 
we, we, we look forward to seeing you and everybody back on the road. Um, and you, you mentioned the lockdown videos. I feel like that's going to be a lot of the music coming out over the next year. They're going to yeah. be the lockdown records and they're going to have like, oh, yeah. they're, they're not going to be the happiest records. We'll just say. <laughs> no, I think there's going to be, there's going to be a lot of miserable and angry music, even angrier than there was, uh, you know, a couple of years ago. So, um, but I'm, I mean, I'm interested to hear what people are coming up with. You know, I, I, I've, I've been trying to write stuff. But it's been it's been tough, man. Like you, you get into this depression and this funk, and I basically haven't really written anything of value in a, in, in the past year, just because I, every time I come up here, sometimes I'm I'm inspired and I'll start a thing, and then I just burn out, and I'm like, what's 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 it all for? <laughs> it's, it's, been, it's it's trying trying not to be a pessimist all the time, but yeah, you know, it's it's well, tough some days. Well, hopefully, I'll say it, even though you just said it, we get back to some normality, even though you don't like that word, uh, <laughs> and uh, we'll be uh, we'll be seeing live shows and, and just, you know, yeah, just, you yeah. know, getting back on with life. Sean, I thank you That'd for cool. taking some time, and, Thanks, uh, you know, we'll see you soon. We'll keep, uh, I keep saying spinning the record, but we don't spin anything anymore. Yeah, we'll keep playing the record, <laughs> and, uh, and we uh, continued success, health, and uh, we'll see you soon, my friend. Thanks, brother. Thanks for having me, man, uh, and for your support, too. No problem.